Welcome, everybody, back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, I got to tell you, as I was just starting this podcast, literally seconds ago, I just thought about how I miss, I truly miss our intro music. Yeah. I truly, truly miss that music. You know, all I have to do is teach myself how to edit, and I could just add it in there. I just haven't taken the time to do that, and that is that is a hundred percent shame on me. Well, well, well. Hopefully, hopefully, this uh, year of the Rona will be over before we know it, and we'll be able, you know, six uh, six more months from now, maybe we'll be able to actually do this podcast the way we used to. I might forget how to use all our equipment. Yeah. We're going to really teach ourselves. Yeah, I, but we could we could still do it this way, but just sit in the same room at some point. <laughs> still do it like this. This is we can talk to each other in the same room, but record it on Zoom because that seems to work out better for us than Facebook did. So, yeah, yeah, anyway, exactly. Uh, yeah, but I'm uh, my my brother predicted today. He he says by Thanksgiving we're gonna have a a uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, oh, the old uh, connection, the old medicine, the old vaccine, vaccination. The vaccine. The vaccine. Uh, that's a good prediction. I don't know where he got that from, but I don't know where he got it from either. But God, God bless his heart. I hope he's right. I sure hope he's right. I don't know. I'm still here in possibly early part of uh, 2021, so I don't know. I look. Uh, we're already we're already in September. How amazing is that? How is fast a- has this year gone? How fast has it gone? How terrible has it been? How much do I not do I want to forget this year? I, I finally started traveling for work. Before we get to sponsors and get to sports, I finally started traveling for work again. I got stayed in a hotel for the first time in six months. Mm. Brought my own pillow, you know, got the whole nine yards in there. So I've got to tell you, brother, I've been telling people for the last two days in Columbus. Last year, we did not celebrate uh, New Year's. All my kid, my 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 kids were all sick. Everybody was sick. Oh, there you go. They probably had the Rona. Now that I think about it, we all probably. <laughs> that's probably why I, none of us got it uh, before because you know we already had the Rona before. Anyway, so they're all sick uh, on New Year's this year, and we uh, stayed at home. Everybody was asleep. Uh, me and my wife watched it drop by ourselves doing absolutely nothing but sitting in the dark on the couch this year oh i'm celebrating this year being done oh buddy i don't care if it's by myself or what but i'm blasting music i am partying and i don't know how we're going to be able to do it but i am celebrating the 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 death of 2020 here's here's the thing people keep talking about that they can't wait to get to 2021 because 2020 has been so bad the, any virus or anything going on, racism and whatever else is going on, doesn't know what year it is. It, it this no. could last. This could last three more years. Who knows? Like, shame on you. You watch your mouth when you talk to me. Listen, I'm not talking about the racism stuff. That's going to be. Hope. I mean, that's a that's a slow moving process, right? Hopefully, it moves faster than it has over the last forty or fifty years. Yeah. I understand that, but this thing needs to go. All right. I am not a stay-at-home person, my friend. I'm not a stay-at-home person. 
I know it. And uh, uh, that, I'm not even getting into this right now. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Let's go straight into our spot. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, everybody's talking about they can't wait until 2020 is over. That doesn't mean a thing. That's why New Year's. It's not like it'll magically be gone on January 1st. Right. Not that dumb. No, I know that. I'm just saying that it'll the way everybody's talking, it sounds like pretty early in 2021, we may have a chance to get back to some kind of normal life. So, so, yes, I am ready for this year to be done 100%. I know the virus doesn't know what day or year or time it is. I don't care. <laughs> it just so happened to start in the beginning of the year, and hopefully it's done by the end. That's, That's right. It, it just it just so happened to be because this could have this could have come up in June or July or right now or something and then it would go from 2020 to 2021 and nobody would be talking about what year it is because it didn't matter right there you go it just happened to be when it was but anyway um, I get what you're saying there now stuff is open things are open. Yes, uh, including gyms. Gyms are open with certain restrictions. You still have to be careful. You can't just be going into a crowded gym and, and breathing heavy all over everybody and sweating all over everybody. Um, so if, if you want to look, you want to avoid the, the, the L.A. fitnesses. And the, I don't mean to say, you know, to, to say anything bad against any other place, but the crowded gyms that everybody goes in. Put those off for a while. Check out training personally with Peggy Edwards. So no matter what level of fitness you're at, if you like to be challenged, if you need to be challenged, maybe it's a little, maybe it's a lot, you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer, but you don't want to pay the cost of a personal trainer. Like you, you join those big chain gyms and they offer you, you know, a consultation with a personal trainer. But if you want to actually work with them consistently, it costs, you know, whatever it is, $75, $100 a session or something like that, you can get that level of, of personal attention, but not nearly as expensive as that. Check out Training Personally with Peggy Edwards. Training Personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace, on your time. Peggy Edwards, owner-operator, uh, certified uh, certified personal trainer, uh, nutritionist. She has, she has all the certifications. She keeps your workouts safe. She keeps them fresh, changes them up all the time, keeps them fun. Um, go to training personally right now. It's at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. Check it out. Tell her you heard about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. You will get your first month, entire month, as many classes, or as many, not classes, but as many sessions as you can go to anytime you want to go. It's not certain times that classes start or anything like that. So it's very flexible. You can go first thing in the morning before work. You can go after work, whatever you need to do. The circuit is set for you. You'll go there, everything's cleaned, everything's sanitized. You'll get your own personal space, at least six feet, more than that, probably away from everybody else. You do right for right now, you're doing your whole circuit in that one spot. You have all the equipment you need. Nobody else is touching the equipment, just you. Everything's all set to keep you safe. Go check it out. 
email Peggy Edwards, Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y, at trainingpersonally.com. Check her out on Facebook, Training Personally. Uh, give her a call, shoot her a text. She, she's very responsive, 513-328-0296. Any questions you have, also check out trainingpersonally.com. All the information you need about the gym is right there. Again, Peggy Edwards, Training Personally, 513-328-0296. That's exactly right, Adam. And we are also brought to you by Green Solace, which is uh, Elizabeth Green giving out massages. She's doing her thing. She is an experienced professional massage therapist who provides you with a massage tailored to your needs. Whether it's just to relax and unwind, or you need a focus massage on your problem areas. So I'm going to tell you this right now. You can call. You can you can call if you want to call and set up an appointment, and uh, without a doubt. However, if you go to greensolace.com, G-R-E-E-N-E-S-O-L-A-C-E.com, greensolace.com, you can book everything right there online. Uh, it's, uh, she's got a nice clean area, uh, that she'll, you can go to safe and clean. You know, I don't know how to explain what you do when you get yourself all washed up and, you know, for a massage, but whatever, clean hands and all that stuff sure. inside a clean room, clean table to sit on. And, uh, yeah, so you can go there, set it up. And, or you can call her at 513-702-4178. Like I said, you can also go online to Green Solace, set the appointment up there. But there's something I got to tell you, Adam. It's something kind of special she's doing for September. You mentioned the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, $5 off. Oh. $5 off the old massage. Special for September. Check it out. Green Solace. She'll give them us if you want to. A focus massage on a certain area, you got a bad shoulder, you know, bad back, something like that, she'll get you worked out. If you just want a regular old, you know, whatever the regular old massage is or just go up and down your back and your shoulders and all that, boom. The old relaxation, old relaxation's in there too. So check her out, greensolace.com. Give her a call, 513-702-4178. Five stars, 100%. $5 off for September. Mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. By the way, I will be there this month. Yeah, I have a question for you about that. Go so ahead. I have a real problem area uh, that I've been thinking about. A lot of tightness in my left eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, do you think, I mean, is she, would she be good? a uh, good place to go for a left what? eyebrow massage? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. She'd probably give you a, even more of a deal because she wouldn't even need two hands. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. You might even need, like, a finger, like one yeah. finger for an eyebrow. Say she'd probably do a two- or three-finger, little two- or three-finger little guy right there, you know, a little flicky flick. Probably. My, yeah. probably little, flitter, right. little flitter flat. I can ask her. I'll, uh, I'll see her here in a couple weeks. I'll, 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 let you know how, I'll let you know what she can do with the eyebrow. That's been a real problem for me. Is it the left or right? Because that could be a problem. Well, it's my left eyebrow, and then I have, and then it's there's a shooting pain that goes from my left eyebrow straight, straight diagonal to my down to my face, and then it shoots through my right earlobe. So, 
a left eyebrow situation and a right earlobe. I feel like that might be a two-hand massage. You're probably going to have to pay full price because she's going to need to be on both sides to get the tension, you know, pushing over and then help it release out. You know what I mean? She's she's probably, it's probably going to be a two, two parter. Who am I? I'm not a professional. I don't know. I'll ask, find out what, uh, find out what's going on. The old eyebrow to the eyebrow to ear. I've heard, I've heard about that before. Yeah. It's, it's very common. Very common. common. Those are my, those are my problem areas right now. Um, So if you're ever, if anybody wants to know, so you can catch this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the platforms you can get anything on. However, we're also on YouTube, which is way more funnier if you want to see, if you want to watch this uh, podcast. It's much funnier on YouTube if you ask me because you get to see Adam turn blood red when uh, he tries to make a, when he tries to make a joke like that and it keeps carrying on and carrying on. And he's like, okay, maybe we just need to be done. Oh, oh, here we go. Like right now he's blood red. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. You know, one of my least favorite things about myself is that I think I'm a red guy. Like, you know, you see like these older guys who like just have like, the funny thing, like these red faces all the time. The funny like, thing I don't is, know if it's like blood pressure or circulation yeah. or what. And I think I'm becoming that. I think I just like every time I look at myself, especially when we're doing this every week, I see myself as red all the time. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm one of those red guys. Two things on that. Number one. The funny part about that is most of the time when you see some red-faced dude and they got a big schnoz, most people are like, oh, there's, that's a drunk. That's, that's how you can tell a sign of a drunk, 100%. So, so uh, that's funny because Adam doesn't drink. Number two, number two, I can fix – I can tell you how to fix that. How do you do that? So there's this, there's this object in the sky. It's called the sun. <laughs> and – It'll help you from being super pale to where when anything happens, your face turns red. I am. Just a little tan on it hides all that, bub. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go in the sun. I don't yeah, go we in the know. sun. We can tell because <laughs> your, your face is the same color as your wall. Yeah. Yeah, the wall is actually maybe a little tanner, honestly. And, I mean, look, <laughs> as white as my face is, I mean, you see my neck. Your you neck. Oh, that. my God. That is – Dude, you're gray. You are gray. On the iTunes, on the YouTube, people are going to be watching. You're not a white guy. You are a gray guy. I feel like you're, that's darker than white. Oh, no, no. Why, when I say gray, I mean like light, opaque. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Clear, you might be you know, see-through. You might be see-through. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking through you on in the and I can see the back of the wall back there. Your neck is the same color as the wall on YouTube right now. Yeah, my my skin color on my driver's license says transparent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on another note, so we got a lot of things going on. We we're bringing back something today that we haven't done in a while. Um, the dearly departed. We haven't done this uh, segment on the on the podcast for a while, but we've had twenty. Like I said, man, twenty twenty's been a little rough. We missed some people that we didn't do this for earlier. Uh, so let's go ahead and go over a few of them. We'll start outside of sports, if you would like to, with one that was kind of big and probably the most shocking. Um, you got to help me out. Chadwick, give Chadwick me a last Bozeman, name. right? Thank Chadwick you. Bozeman. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, most most well-known, I would say, is Black Panther. Also, the way that I am most know, well-known him is Jackie Robinson in the Jackie Robinson movie. Uh, super awesome movie. The guy is a phenomenal actor. Um, 
and uh, lost way, 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 way too early. Yeah, 43, was it? 43 or 43? 42 or 43, yeah, something like that. Um, he had – it was was it colon cancer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stage three colon cancer he was fighting. That's awful. Um, I, well, yeah, what a, what, a, what a statement there. Of course yeah. it's awful. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's all right. Hey, sometimes it's hard to find words when, when sad things like that happen. It is. So here's the thing. So he, he's, he's very highly regarded as a great actor. Um, I never saw Black Panther, and I never saw the Jackie Robinson movie that he was What? In. Yeah. I All love right, Jackie Panther. Robinson. I love the Jackie right. Robinson story. The, I, I love and I own on DVD the original Jackie Robinson story, the original movie that Jackie Robinson That Jackie Robinson was in. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to see when as soon as that came out, I wanted to see it badly. Never saw it. Never saw Black Panther, um, which there's a funny story about that really quickly. I was working with the with a, a team in the ABA, the Kentucky Enforcers at the time. Um, uh, semi-pro team and so we were in Chicago no we were in Detroit and there was a so the team we were supposed to play in Detroit you know there were all kinds of financial issues and stuff all the time we would go on these road games and they wouldn't have enough money to, to put on a game and that happened we got to Detroit got in the hotel we were supposed to play that night and the next day we got a call like right when we got there three two three hours before the game was supposed to start that they didn't have enough money to put a game on. They didn't have money. What is, how does that – I don't understand that. Real, real quick, before you finish this story, how do you not have enough money to get – I mean, so basically they didn't have enough money to rent the gym because isn't that really all you need? It was – so they didn't have enough money really for the officials to pay officials. Uh, I got and, you. Um, they made decent money. I think officials made like maybe 75 bucks a game or something like that in the ABA. Um, and you had – two at least two officials you're supposed to have three but you could get by with two um but anyway they didn't have they didn't even have that money whatever it was i think maybe the head official got like 125 or something and everybody else the other two officials got 75 something like that um but they did not have money for that and they didn't i don't know if it was maybe they didn't have money to rent the gym or something else they didn't have money to to buy concessions or something like that Um, so anyway we were told like forget it we're not going to play and then so we're like okay we just drove 5 hours or whatever to detroit now we don't have any now we're just going to we we're like okay this was black panther came out like that week i think so everybody's like okay let's all go see black panther okay fine so in the next like hour there were about 10 phone calls made between the league commissioner and some of the other league officials and stuff like that. So they got us to go play the game. So, so never got to go see Black it. Panther. And we ended up not because we ended up playing the game that we thought we weren't going to play anymore. Anyway, that's so I never got to go see Black Panther. Never saw the Jackie Robinson story. I apologize to Chadwick Boseman. One of the coolest things, though, was, um, you know, that it meant a lot, of, uh, a lot to a lot of people. Um, because it was like the first uh, black superhero movie. And so people were, you know, felt like they were like had somebody that looked like them in, in the superhero realm. Right. So, yep. um, so there was a really cool thing. I think it was Jimmy Fallon on his show did one time right after that movie came out where they had a thing where after people saw the movie, there was like this booth that they could go into 
and they could like um like record something speaking to Chadwick Boseman like to send him a message thanking him and and that kind of stuff and uh and saying something about how they felt about it and how it made you know how that how it made him feel and all that kind of good stuff so people said like really awesome things and Chadwick Boseman is in behind a curtain right right on the other side of this curtain that they're talking into and they had no idea so like they would say something oh, that's nice cool. and he walk he would walk out and surprise him and people were like went nuts like oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> so that video came back out just a few days ago unfortunately when he when he passed and that was really fun to see because it was like just made people's days it was it was awesome that is cool that's my Chadwick Boseman story um, nice. Well, so let's move on to to other uh, dearly departed. We also lost Lute Olson um, uh, about a week ago uh, from what we're recording uh, right now. Um, tragic uh, as well. I mean, I don't know if that's tragic as much as just, you know, just sad. Uh, great coach uh, for a long time in college basketball. And we also lost Probably another one of uh, the greats who was loved and hated by many, Mr. <laughs> John Thompson, the Tau. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, obviously open doors for people in the black community, just as big of doors being opened on the college basketball side of things as maybe anybody else has ever done for college basketball. Um, on the coaching side and everything else, won a national championship. He, uh, you know, was known for giving uh, people big chances uh, to to become to become great. And uh, although he was not loved by a lot of people, right. <laughs> there was a lot of biggest people that really did not not like John Thompson. Uh, he was still he still had a big part in college basketball and the culture and made uh, who knows who, who the coach at Georgetown even was before John Thompson. Did they even have a basketball program? I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, John Thompson put them on the map. So John Thompson said as well. Yeah. Both of those two legends in the college basketball coaching world. That's uh, Lou Olson did the same thing for Arizona. That oh, without Thompson a did for, for Georgetown really yep. built a, a, built a program and made both those schools powerhouses in, in the basket, college basketball world for a long time. For for fifteen for about fifteen or twenty years, both of those teams were as good as any team. Uh, just a constant in the in the tournament, uh, constant Sweet Sixteen teams and eight, Elite Eight teams. They both won national championships. Um, yeah, yeah. So a lot of both schools turned out a ton of NBA players, really good NBA players that that played a long time. Yeah, um, and and all of those guys, both both schools. You hear over the years, all those players that come out of that school, all the greatest players that come out of there and play in the NBA and stuff and, and you know, remain relevant in the public eye have talked about and praised those two coaches as being big parts of their basketball careers and their lives as, as people. Um, so, yeah, definitely two big losses there. And, uh, and then our, our last one also – go ahead. So this is the closest in my heart. I, I, got, the, I got the Mets hat on today. Uh, to in honor of Mr. Tom Seaver, who we just we just got word literally an hour or two before we came on this podcast, um, and Tom Seaver, who may be one of the most underrated pitchers of all time, 
Absolutely. Probably the greatest New York Met to ever put a Mets jersey on. Uh, I, 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 kid, I, I kid you not in that. I know that sounds crazy because you go to Doc Gooden and Daryl Straw, uh, Strawberry, but there's a lot of great Yank Mets uh, throughout the years. But you're talking about probably uh, – not probably. He is a top ten pitcher all time. Walter Johnson, Greg Maddox, Cy Young, he's in that discussion. Uh, I just wanted to go over this because we know all these things about uh, John Thompson and people like that, right? That That's a mainstay. Tom Seaver, when it comes to pitchers, I don't feel like got a real good uh, – never really gets heard of. Just listen, this is some crazy stuff. Sixth all-time in Major League history, Major League Baseball history, in war. So war is a stat now that is a, that's big on uh, wins against replacement. Uh, and sixth all time in major league history. That's insane. 18th in wins with 311. You, the chances of us seeing another 300 win pitcher, uh, up slim to none, yep. just say slim to none. So, and I think there's only been like two or three since him, right? It hasn't been many since he got to his 300. Um, so 18th and that's all 18th all time. That's including Cy Young and guys that pitched every day. That's incredible. Sixth all-time in strikeouts, 3,640. Sixth all-time. Led the league five times in strikeouts. And that's a lot of those years are when another one of the top 10, 15 pitchers of all time, Steve Carlton, was pitching, who was a strikeout machine as well. So that is super impressive. Um, uh, we got 12 all-star, all-star appearances. And the thing that I think – shows that baseball fan, true baseball fans, baseball writers knew how great he was. Maybe not everybody else did. In 1992, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. At the time, 98.8% of the vote. And that is what Ken Griffey, or was it Ken Griffey Jr. broke that record with 99 point something. And then Derek Jeter became the first ever, uh, or was it Mariano Rivera? Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera became the first 100%. Uh, the unanimous decision, but for, you know, from 1992 till Ken Griffey Jr. went in five years ago. So, you know, almost 30 years, the highest, the, the most, the highest percentage of votes for a hall of famer ever at the time he went in. That's in, that's, that right there tells you all you need to know about who Steve Carlton was. Um, not Steve Carlton. I apologize. Um, Tom Seaver was in the, the, the realm of baseball greats. So uh, he also threw a no-hitter. He had one no-hitter in his career, and he threw that with the Reds. He came to the Reds. We're obviously Reds fans in Cincinnati. He came to the Reds. They wanted to bring back the big red machine. Uh, and, you know, it just never quite got to what they wanted. But he was a great pitcher for the Reds for a couple years, and he played for four different teams. Uh, obviously known most as a New York Met because he won the very – 1969, they won the first ever – he, he led them to the first ever World Series that the Mets ever won. So big things big things for uh, Tom Seaver, and I was super sad to hear that. 75, I believe he was, about a year and a half ago, they diagnosed him with severe dementia and stepped out of the limelight. And uh, I, from experience, I'll tell you that that's one of – one of the hardest things to watch somebody go through. Oh, absolutely. 
is is to go through a, a bout of dementia where you just you ju- you literally lose you lose it you literally just lose it yeah and it's tough yeah. on the family and tough on everybody else but it's even tougher on the person who it's happening to so yeah. anyway that's it that's the dealie departed that's right we done for a while so we had to catch up I got to tell you, I, I when I, when the news came out shortly a short time ago about Tom Seaver passing, and I started seeing those stats, I am one of those people who grossly underrated him because I just I just don't think about Tom Seaver when I think about the greatest pitchers of all time. And I I started reading that stuff, and then you 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 know the things that you just said is, is what I was reading before. I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not realize he was that good. Yeah, knew he was like a, a great in his era and stuff, but he's not a great for his era. He's a great for all time. Great for all time, and it's hard to to rank pitchers uh, by era, right? Uh, yeah. or, or or all time because eras are so different. But if you pull his stats up, they match up with people from every era, and he's just as good as anybody was in any era. So, um, you know, you go and you look at. Uh, how he ranks all time in different things and pitchers and people have different ways to figure it out. Um, you know, some people say he's a top 10. I've seen there's, there, there's one that, that ranks top 100 pitchers of all time. And the, and they have an exact science of how they do it. And it goes Walter Johnson, Greg Maddox, Tom Seaver. That's impressive. I mean, that's above guys like Randy Johnson and lefty Grove who might've been, it was another guy who nobody's ever heard of who might have been one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Bob Feller, Cy Young, um, Roger Clemens, you know, all these guys. Bob Gibson. Mm-hmm. Eric Milton. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Eric Milton. Pete Harnish, um, uh, you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Scott Scudder. Yeah, Scott Scudder. Scott Scudder. Tim Burtis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All those guys. Right up there with all the greats. Anyway, <laughs> so 100%. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's Tom Seaver. That's uh, it was a it was a blow when I heard it. Uh, one of my dad's all time favorite pitchers. Uh, so it was kind of kind of tough and tough to me because if he's one of dad's favorites, then he's obviously becomes one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, long conversation with the old man. Tough. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so unfortunate for for all those guys passing, and of course for all their families. Obviously, uh, we're lucky to have. Uh, I mean, I never saw Tom Seaver in person pitch or anything like that, but we saw Lou Olson coach a little bit. We saw John Thompson coach. We were, you know, we were younger, but um, yep. we did get to see those guys in our lifetimes, and um, and, and Chadwick Boseman um, in our lifetime. Uh, so we're lucky to be in this era with a lot of people that that do great things in their sports and uh, in their in, in any sort of entertainment world for us, right? Yep. So anyway, on to uh, let's go on to the NBA playoffs. Speaking of entertainment, I mean, this is really what what the, what this podcast was is is all about. We've taken quite a bit of time in the beginning to go through some stuff that we normally that we didn't like usual. We didn't plan on it going uh, as long as it did, but it it did. And now it's time for the NBA playoffs because I'm, it, it, people are talking all about the playoffs having lower uh, ratings this year. And there's, you know, there's a lot of talk out there. The NBA, you know, is struggling. Listen, everybody, everybody in the entertainment business right now is struggling. It's just, it is what it is yeah. uh, with the Corona and everything else. I'm not worried about it because there's been some phenomenal basketball games over the last week. 
uh, week and a half, really. It has been fun. And I there's a game seven. Is that, it might, it's probably over. Right, right now. Uh, so, so they're in the third quarter. So Houston's up three with about three minutes left in the third quarter right now. Houston, Houston is playing um, uh, Oklahoma Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, so that's fun because you got game seven. You got you got um, you got the beard and Chris Paul. Gosh, geez, oh, Pete, I'm losing my mind today. Harden, Harden and Paul playing against each other. Um, there's also some, some referee that apparently uh, Harden and Paul both hate, and they swear that he shouldn't be on the court. And now he's and he's refing the game. Ah, it, that's how bad. That's how big this game seven is. That's how evenly matched these two teams are is that you're going to start hearing about referees that are going to be the reason, you know, specific referees getting called out during a game. This is, it's a little ridiculous, but it is what it is. Yeah. And we had a, we also had a game seven last night. So we're recording this on Wednesday night, but we had that game seven Denver and uh, Utah. Oh, Jazz. That was a really man. good game too. Holy cow. We always, we always say it, but the two best words in sports Game seven. Game seven. So you know how excited I get about that. That's why I predict so many – we do our predictions. I love to predict so many series go seven because that's what I want. Because that's what you want. Exactly. Right. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but we did get – you know, we, we got one last night. We're getting one right now. So we're going to find out who, who advances on between the Rockets and OKC Thunder. And the winner of this series gets to play the Lakers in the second round. Now – we're going to – we need to go through this. But first of all, we'll, we'll jump back to and review round one. And basically, we're just going to review how we've picked because we made our predictions. And we got to yep. remember we have this, this bet where if we, if we pick the correct team and number of games, that adds a minute to the stand-up comedy routine that the other person has to do when we get our World Series – uh, and MVPs and stuff like that in baseball at the end of the exactly. year, or at the end of this month, actually, or well, in a couple months. Um, so this will add on to uh, add a minute on to those things. So jumping back there, um, we'll just review the ones that we got correct to make it go quicker. The first one that any of us got correct was you with Toronto. You had Toronto in four beating Brooklyn. That's exactly what happened. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I didn't feel good about any of my picks after that. So taking, uh -huh. taking a look at everything now, I had Denver in seven. So I got that one. I had the Clippers in good six. Work. I got that one. And I, get, and I had Milwaukee in five. So I got that one. I couldn't believe when I was looking at these results. What did I, I say? Was, what did I say about that Milwaukee game? You had Milwaukee in six. So when we uh, picked that, uh, Orlando had gone up 1-0. And, and I think you said Orlando's going to get one more. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, Milwaukee went on to win the next four. And so anyway, so I'm up two minutes now. It's because I got three right and you got one. So that's, okay. So, that, so you, got, you got a two-minute stand-up special going on right now. Okay? Ooh, you got that, man, rough. You got, you got two minutes. You better work it out. I'm gonna have to figure some stuff out to talk about. All right, before we continue on, can I talk? Can we? Can we just go? Can I, can, can I ask you a question about this Denver team? Yeah. So Denver beats Denver beats um, Utah last night. Uh, they tried to get the ball into into Donovan Mitchell, but uh, Gary Harris, who 
had a phenomenal series, really, was a defensive stopper, played so well on defense, and they were able to keep the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hand on the inbound for the last, for the last shot. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a shot that got up, I believe, and then Michael Conley got it and had a little floater, and it just rolled around the rim and went out. And Michael Conley makes that shot nine out of ten times. And unfortunately, that was one of the times he missed it. So rough loss. That would have tied the game. Uh, instead, Denver wins. Jamal Murray had a, had a, a couple 50 baggers, I believe, mm -hmm. in this and, and kind of put a name for himself out there, right? My question for you is I heard somebody today say, all of a sudden now, you know, he's put himself onto the map. Is this, is this Jamal Murray's team or Nikola Jokic's team? Now, can I tell you this? First off, Jokic is a good dude, and he said – that he basically said in one of his inter in the interview after this game because Murray only had 17 points it was one six from three and Jokic is like listen he picked me up the last two games and we're the one two punch so I got to pick him up when he when he when he needs it and I don't like that it has to be somebody's team I don't like that there's a there's the star I don't, I guess I shouldn't say I don't like it I do like it I like the best player obviously. But I still think Jokic is a better player than than Jamal Murray. Yeah, I, I, I know it's two different styles, two different two different types of players. Right. But if I had to say who's better, Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic, at the end of last year, and even probably at the beginning of this uh, of the restart uh, in the bubble, I would have said Jokic. After this series, it's a little harder because Murray is playing at a at a much like I mean you you mentioned his you know his production was way down in that game seven than it was all series, uh, so so you know that that's why people might jump back on and say Jokic, but his ability to score and control the game, um, Jamal Murray's I'm talking about, is is really something to pay a lot closer attention to now. And um, he's very young, and he's probably going to keep getting better. So going into next year, I feel like – and, uh, you know, they still have another series to play against the Lakers, and um, it's not impossible that they, that they beat the Lakers. They could. Um, I'm not going to pick that just right up front. But um, they, the way they played all year, they could. I would say I would probably still pick Jokic, but by a very, very, very small margin. And I think going into next year, they're probably going to be that one-two, and it might change each night. You know, it, exactly what Jokic was talking about. It might be sometimes Jokic is their go-to guy. They're going to run most of their stuff through him. Sometimes they're going to run most of it through Murray. Now, Murray, they do that. They do you know, they, they run the pick and roll to start the offense so many times between the two of them. Um, so it's, it's, it's really whether whoever, however the defense plays that, who is going to end up having the huge game. It doesn't matter how the defense plays. Jokic is going to get 25 to 30 every single night. The difference is you could get 50 or 17 out of Jamal Murray. Jokic, the lowest, the lowest point total he had was 22. 
and the highest point total he had was 31. He's right in there. He's, he's, he's the epitome of consistency. And to me, that's big. Anthony Davis might be the best, uh, the, the better uh, athlete, maybe not athlete, but just like could go off for something crazy on the, on the Lakers, but the better player, more consistent player on that team who consistently goes out and does his thing every single night is LeBron James. You know what I mean? You're going to get, you know what you're going to get coming from LeBron. Anthony Davis, I mean, he had a seven-point game. Yeah, I mean, it's Anthony Davis is, uh, he he's different in L.A. You know, it, when he was in New Orleans, he was a guy that, that could give you, you know, 28-15 or, yeah, whatever, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is different, and, and he's his role is a little bit different on that Lakers team. He still has games where he'll give you 35 or whatever, and, and yeah. you know, he, he will be the best player on that team some nights. But, like you said, more consistently, you know, LeBron's going to control the ball a lot more often, and what they do is going to go through LeBron first, and then if LeBron decides, which he has several nights, which is why he led the league in assists this year, um, if he if he wants to get Anthony Davis going, he's going to do that, you know. And then, but then if if he tries to get Anthony Davis going and it's not his night or whatever, then LeBron can take back over and you know get other guys involved and score himself and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, to to answer your question, I think I, I like the ball going through Jokic's hands uh, or the offense going through Jokic uh, a little bit more because and, and I'm I'm going to be totally biased because I love almost more than anything, a big guy that's a great passer. And he is. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. I'm very predictable. But um, <laughs> he, he, because I I'm agree. Two. I, I, I love agree. a great passer, period. Um, but especially a big guy because it's more rare. Yeah. I just love a guy that can catch the ball in the post and hit cutters and throw it behind his back, it could, you know, accurately and kind of that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, with a little flair is fun too, and he does that. He he makes passes like that that all the time. So, um, I like that about Jokic. He'll, he he's he's much more of a threat to give you a triple double. He'll he'll give you you know twelve rebounds and ten assists and um, and that kind of thing. So, um, I do like the ball going through him. But Jamal Murray's proven himself now. I mean, he really has. I th- I think he's proven himself to be a, a really really good guard. That's very very hard to guard in this league now. And now you add Michael Porter Jr. to those yep. two, plus some of the other Gary Harris and some of the other pieces that are just really good role players. Yep. That's a team that can be good, can be really good, and stay in that two to four seed range in the West, in the really good West, for the next five, six years, honestly. Yeah, I would say, if they're going to be – I look forward to them in about two years, what they could do in two years. Depending on what pieces they put around those two, I think that could be fun in a couple of years. Uh, they're fun right now. Don't get me wrong. I love Jokic. He's one of my favorite guys. I, I love people that look like they shouldn't even be out there, and then they're the best player out there. I love that. That's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so, uh, yeah, the the now they got to play the Clippers, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But same time, fun stuff. Speaking of playing the Clippers mm-hmm. – we know what we did in the first round. The second round uh, in one quarter will be 100% completed. So, without getting into who wins the Rocket Thunder game, 
maybe we might be able to sneak this podcast towards the end of it and have an idea who's going to win. Um, well, I, I think we just make our picks based on whichever team, based, based on both teams. We can do it off both. Okay, I like it. All right, so let's start, though. Let's make that the last one. Okay. What the, well, how are we going to start this thing off? Let's, let's I'm let you start us off. Yeah, let's go right into Denver Clippers since we were just talking about that. Okay. Um, I, who do you have? I mean, we'll just jump right into it. You like Who do you like and how many games? So I, I think Denver's on a, on a good enough roll to get a game. Or I don't know if they're on a good enough roll to get two games. Maybe they are. Um, I'm going to go with Clippers in – I'm going to go with Clippers in five. Okay. What do you got? Once again, we got another – is there another minute? involved in each if we get any of these exactly correct yes and that makes me want to go clippers and six but no i ain't doing it clippers and five clippers go and ahead five. okay all right um so i was thinking the same thing i was i'm back back and forth between clippers and five and clippers and six i think kind of like you are um but i think so denver had to win three straight really tough games they're one of very few teams that ever came back from a 3-1 deficit in the playoffs yep. to win a series four or five teams or something like that right so um i i feel like the exhaustion from a playoff series that went seven against another really good team that matches up really well against them um is is, is gonna wear them out and they got to go into a now rested pretty well rested clippers team they got to go to – I mean, the Clippers got home field advantage. They're going to have to steal at least one. They got to steal one from the home field advantage that the Clippers have. They got to get at least one out of there. If they can get on top early in the first game, it's a whole different series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the Clippers have more guys that were born in Florida. Uh, than the um, no, I, I think because of how much – what it took – to, uh, to win that series for Denver and, you know, the, the vulnerability that they showed in those first few games uh, going down 3-1 and then how hard they had to work to come back and win that series. I think I'm taking the Clippers in five as well there. Um, okay. Now, can, um, there was there – was, oh, the, the, the exhaustion thing. Did you hear Jamal Murray uh, after they won last night on the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center? No, but I heard him right after the game. He could barely stand. He's talking to he, – he was the same way on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt. And Scott goes, you guys have just poured so much energy in me. I can see the exhaustion level in your, in your, in your face. What do you think about having you – know, how do you feel about having to turn this thing around and face a team like the Clippers on Thursday? And he literally stops and goes, did you say Thursday? He goes Thursday. We only get two days, and he's like, "We got to run it." He said, "We got to run it back in two days," and he goes, "It's God's like, yeah, yeah, it's Thursday," and he goes, "Oh man, I didn't know that." Like, you, the the temperament in Jamal Murray was like, "You got to be effing kidding me! I got to get one day off. That's it." He was so disappointed. So disappointed in that moment, he had no idea when they play next. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's kind of rare too because most of the time, no matter how tired a guy is, he's gonna say he's gonna say 
you put on a front and say, oh, man, no, we're fine. We're, you know, we're, yep, we're ready to go. We're recovered. Yeah. We're ready to go. We've, we've got all the energy we need. Now, old boy was wasted. See it. Yeah. I, I like that realness, though. You know, I like yeah. that, that transparency, though. Uh, so, okay, we've got the same thing there. So, if one of us gets it right, we both get it right, and it cancels each other out. Oh, well. Um, so, let's go to uh, Milwaukee and Miami. Now, yeah, the thing about this is, we already know because the game two was tonight. Yep. And very controversial. And I, I still haven't – I kind of know what happened in the game, but I was also doing some work uh, while that was going on. So I just had it in the background. So I need to go back and watch the end of that game um, because I thought it went into overtime and it didn't. <laughs> it, uh, Jimmy Butler got fouled on a shot at the, at the buzzer in regulation, made a couple free throws. That sent Miami up two games to nothing against number one seed overall, Milwaukee. So, I you can I just say real quick, big ups to Eric Spolster right here, because he's got a team with Jimmy Butler as his star, and the next best player on that team is I was gonna say Bam, but it is Gorgon Dragic, right? Dragic. Say Bam out of bio. You think Bam is? All right. Gordon Dragic has had a great playoffs so far. He, he's had a great the, – the whole time they've been in the bubble, he's played extremely well. Yes. He moves. I've been watching him move. He moves without the ball. I mean, I don't want to call him Steph Curry or Reggie Miller, but he moves without the ball extremely well. He comes off picks off the ball as tight as you can and gets himself into some really good positions to catch. So, uh, I like – that Miami team, but I like the fact that Spolstra, Spolstra, who when he first got that job in Miami, was like, well, you know, that's LeBron's team. He has done a phenomenal job for the last few years with some okay talent. And this team, really, it's not like they're super talented. Jimmy Butler's a star, right? We all know that. But Jimmy Butler's been known for, you know, pushing his way out of a lot of things if he's not winning. They're winning, so it's going to be okay. But to do it with Bam – as your second best player, no offense to Bam, he's a he's a solid guy, right? We but but he's not he's not established. He's not you know you don't really know what you're going to get out of him every night at this point in time, or even Dragic. So they said, Spolster said he came right out. He said, "Listen, I hope Chris Middleton's ready to play because uh, the, our plan is to only give Giannis seven to twelve shots a game." And he said Giannis will get seven to twelve. That we want Giannis to take seven to twelve shots a game. Or somebody else is going to have to beat us. And they have done a great job on on Giannis. I mean, in the first game, in the first game, what do we do? What do we? Oh, this is the second game. Oh, this is today. Uh, what did what did Giannis have? Giannis had twenty nine. So that's pretty good. Where's his? Shooting, eh, it doesn't have what he, what he shot. Oh, here it is. Nine of 13. That's free throws. 13 oh. free throws. Okay. Field goals made. Here we go. Attempted 18. 18 field goals. That's not bad. First game, Giannis, uh, Giannis put up 12 shots. Exactly what they wanted him to do. And they have beat them now twice. If they can continue, and it, maybe this is a little thing everybody can start to see when you get in a series against them, what you're going to have to do, which also may make Mr. Giannis, who wants to be Mr. Milwaukee, decide he either needs to go somewhere else or these guys got to put something else better than Chris Middleton around him. 
Yeah, I, I, they they were the best team in the league all year, so it's hard for me to say that they're not. They just so no, far no, for the second team more than thirty minutes a game, or twenty eight minutes a game, or something like that. I, can't, I think it was thirty minutes a game was the highest somebody averaged. Like Giannis hardly played in the fourth quarter. They don't know what it's like to be in tight games. And if you try to shut – if you shut him down and then all of a sudden he's not in a role going into the fourth quarter, we don't know what Giannis is like at that point in time. He's not a guy like LeBron that can bring the ball up, set it up, and ISO himself and go. Like Giannis wants to catch the ball and run. Giannis wants to get the ball, you know, well, not maybe in the post, but really he just wants to be on the run with the ball. He's not – a set-it-up ISO kind of guy like you see at the end of games and playoffs. You need somebody who can get a shot off themselves, who, who can make that happen for themselves in an isolation. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that I think Miami has. Now, I, Milwaukee has a few shooters, but I think Miami has better shooters. And Milwaukee was one of the best, if not the best, defensive team all year like they were last year. But yep. Miami is – fantastic on defense as well um and, and they're just playing they're just they're the hottest Miami's the hottest team in basketball right now they're they they've swept first round and they beat the Bucks two games already so they're six and oh in the playoffs right now and they're just playing so well um they're they're just they're getting everything out of everybody that they need um so now we have to decide now we have to pick who's gonna win so all and, and go first off yeah, so we're, we're picking this already knowing that Miami's up 2-0, right? That's right. So, so don't say Miami and don't say, don't say the Bucks in four, the Bucks in five, because right. both – in fact, the Bucks in – yeah, the Bucks uh, that the, both of those are impossible right now. Right. So I'm, you want me to pick this one first? Yeah, you're going first. I am saying Milwaukee in seven. Uh, I take Miami in five. Miami in – Five. Okay. All right. We hey, have, listen. Uh, they stole the first two. They stole the first two in Milwaukee. The <laughs> home field advantage is gone. They've got three straight in Miami. Or no, is this two two? Is this two two one one one? Or is this the two three two format? How are they doing is, it? How are they doing it this year? This is the zero seven format. Well, no, no. Come on, Al. There's stickers on court. Oh yeah. Gordon, there's. There's audio pumped into this into this place. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, I'm going to uh, talk about, I think I'm I'm gonna talk about home field advantage in every single one of these. Uh, <laughs> every single one of these that we talk about. They do two. I think they do two two one one one. If I remember right. Okay, um, two two one one one. So so they they're going in for two. They got two at home now, and they just yes. took two uh, on the road. This That's is, right. Uh, put Miami in the driver's seat. That's right. Yeah, it's it's, and I, and I think they'll win it. Uh, I think they'll they'll clinch it on their uh, on their home court. Yeah, you know it's in the warmer climate down there that they're used to in yep. Miami, and uh, you know sleeping in their own beds and all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we just talked about the hottest team in basketball. Let's talk about the second hottest team in basketball, right oh, there with my oh my Jason Tatum. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day. He just randomly texted me the other night and just said, Jason Tatum might be my new favorite player. Yeah, he's a lot of people's new favorite player. I mean, people – he's getting a lot of attention right now. 
uh, because of the way he played this year. And, and it's after kind of a disappointing year last year. So he was really good a few years ago as a, as a rookie. And then it's almost like he had that sophomore slump or whatever. And yep. then now he's back and he's played really, really well. He's obviously improved. Um, he, he just, yeah, I mean, he's made himself into a really good player and, and especially an offensive player. And not only that, but Jalen Brown's done the same thing. He's, he's improved a ton since yeah. last year. They obviously added Kemba Walker. Um, so they're, they're good, and they're turning it on at the right time, too. I mean, they struggled for a while there early in the season. And, uh, and then they had that long break. And they have one of the smartest basketball minds in the game uh, on their sideline as well, and Brad Stevens. Yep. And um, I heard somebody talking about how you know, it's uh, – how many years is Brad Stevens there now? Like five or six years or something like that maybe? It's more than that, isn't it? It, it may be. Maybe six or seven or eight or something like that. But um, but they were talking about how a lot of times coaches have – and Larry Bird said this before, coach, a coach's tenure is, is good for about three years, maybe about three or four years, and then players a lot of times start tuning him out. If, if right. You the same, if you have the same team mostly. Um, but Brad Stevens – is a little different because of his temperament. I think he doesn't grind on people. I think all the time. Yeah. And, um, so, so he's very, he's, he's so laid back and he's so, he's just so even tempered. And I think that really resonates with players. I think that's, he doesn't get too high or too low. So the, so I think that really. And I think these players now are smart. They know that that man is, is not like other coaches, right? They know how smart – they can see how smart he is just by talking to him, and I think that's big. And when you get guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who come up in your system and 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 then started with you, I think that's big. You get them on their side. It's kind of like a Tim Duncan, David Robinson kind of a thing with with Pop. You know, uh, you know, they come up underneath this guy and, and, and the respect factor is there and it makes the entire team have the respect factor around them when the when the stars have it. And as long as those guys don't move on, then maybe you keep that for a long time. Yeah, you always hear the term buy in when it comes to coaches uh, and how long they stay and whether they get the you know whether they get the locker room as they say and you know or they lose the locker room if they you know if guys don't respect them and that kind of thing and I think people and look so the Celtics are playing the, the Toronto Raptors in, in the uh, second round here and another one of the best young minds in the game as far especially as far as like offensive basketball Nick Nurse is on the other sideline too. Um, yeah. He was the, he was coach of the year. He was named coach of the year this year. So um, two really, really good, smart, uh, like innovative basketball minds as far as the coaching goes. And then two teams who now Jason Tatum, I think a lot of people were thinking he's a, a superstar at this point. I don't know if I, I mean, I don't put him yet with like the LeBrons and the Kawhis and those guys yet, but he's Jimmy Butler's he's on that level. He's that yeah. just a tick on a tick. A tick. He's close, but he's just a tick under. You still can build a, a playoff team around him, but he's not, you know, one of the top ten superstars in the – well, maybe he is now. I don't know. <laughs> he might be. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, you'd have to go through the whole list. But, um, but yeah, the way the, that this team plays, the way both of these teams play, it's so funny to think that 
Toronto was so good and they swept the the Nets and I know the Nets were down several players but Toronto was so good all year and they were unexpectedly not unexpectedly but you know people thought they dropped definitely off a lot yeah. more than they did when they lost Kawhi over the summer but they're just such a good team they play great team basketball and so it's weird to see them down 2-0. It's weird to see the yeah. Raptors down 2-0. As good as the Celtics have been, that's it, not that's not surprising. But it is surprising as good as Toronto has been to be down 2-0. So knowing that it's 2-0 right now, Celtics, what is your prediction? Who wins and how many games? I'm, I'm taking the Celtics in a sweep. This will be I – th- I feel like the Celtics will sweep uh, 4-0. They're just so hot right now. Siakam doesn't look – uh, like he's necessarily in a uh, ready to take on the the star role like we all kind of hoped he would be. He's still very good, but he's he's just not stepping that game up to that next level. Kyle Lowry's still that guy that's going to kind of be the guy who takes the last shot and things like that and, and run the offense. And you've got a lot of other players. I mean, they got anywhere from six to seven guys scoring in double figures for them um, at a time. So I don't know. I just don't feel like – I feel like you need a star once you get to this point in the playoffs. And they just don't have that star. So I, I don't see it happening. I got, I got Celtics in four. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to say Toronto at least gets two still um, because I just think they're too good not to, not to figure it out. And I think and it might, it might look really funny and it might look really odd, but Nick nurse is going to come up with something and his staff is going to come up with some different ways, some odd ways that maybe we've never seen before to guard Tatum and Brown and, and to get something different going on offense or something. They're going to figure something out. They're going to do that. You know, they might, they might do the, the full court zone press again or something like that. Or uh, They're going to do something. or They're going to throw everything they can at the Celtics that they haven't seen yet in these first two games over the next couple games to try to get back in the series. And I think it's possible. I think they can. Now, if they, if they win the next two games, which isn't impossible, then it's a brand new series, and then we start all over, basically. Um, yeah. But and I, I'm not sure that's going to happen uh, in the next two games. But I, I still think they get a couple – uh, since the series is, is um, well, now, no, now Boston Boston took those first two in Toronto because uh, Toronto was the higher seed. So so now they're going back to Boston. That's that's true. Exactly they're right. Going back to Boston. Once now. again, man, they, they, they've stolen home field. It's basically like their, their, their home court. It's basically like they're, they're, they get four straight home games now. It, this is, this is uh, you know, uh, one in the hands, two in the bush, bub. <laughs> All right, so you got Boston in four. I have them in six. Now let's get on to that uh, that last series, this last second round series, Lakers. Oh, uh, they the Rockets just won't let the Thunder take them over. Uh, they tied it a couple times, got it to ninety nine, ninety nine. Rockets just got a bucket. So what I'm seeing is one hundred one ninety nine. I don't have it on the TV right now, but it looks like that's about where they're at. There's still three minutes left in this game. There's no way that this game will be over before we can pick this. So if it's LA versus if it's if it's Russ, let's start off with Westbrook, Harden, 
versus LeBron and AD. Let's go. Let's go. Rockets win. What do you say? If it's Lakers versus Rockets, um, I am saying, I am saying Lakers in. I'm saying Lakers in six. Uh, what if it's Lakers? OKC. Lakers OKC. I'm saying Lakers in five. Wow. All right. What did we both say? Did we both think this was like a sweep for the Rockets? Did we both call this a sweep for the Rockets before? You had a sweep for the Rockets. I had them in five. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say uh, same both ways. I'm, I'm taking Lakers in five in both of this because the Lakers are fresh. And a fresh LeBron James is tough to beat. And these guys are not going to be fresh coming into this game because, once again, they're going to have a one-day turnaround. And after this kind of series that they've had, it's just going to be exact. It's the same thing I feel like in Denver. It's just going to be tough to come off of a series like that. Um, some people might say you'd be rolling coming off a series like that. I disagree. Uh, I think uh, I think the Lakers take both. I got Lakers in five in both of them. Okay. All right. Well, we have our uh, our picks here for the second round. Um, I know it's weird to pick uh, when some of these games are already or some of these series are already two games in, but that's the way it falls. I mean, we do this once a week, so it just yep. that's the way it falls. It's the way it's going to go. Um, and maybe we'll when we get to like the finals, maybe we'll try to pick ahead of time, kind of the same way we just did with this series, right? Like that, just in case, right? So, uh, but yeah, so so I'm just excited that we got two two game sevens in the first round. I'm hoping for game sevens in every series, of course, in the second round, <laughs> more basketball. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll talk next week, and we'll see. Some of these series will probably be over already, and we might know who's in the conference finals by then. And uh, I'm getting excited, man, because it's, it's, you know, down to the best teams, who's playing the best at this time. And it's still a very strange thing. I mean, you know, four, four or five months ago, it didn't look like Boston was going to be good enough to, to be where they are now. Um, you know, it looked like Milwaukee was just going to dominate everybody and just roll their way to the Eastern Conference. Now they're looking like a different team. So a lot of interesting stuff with that really long break and then this whole totally different dynamic, everybody being in this bubble. Guys have talked a lot about the, the different uh, things it does to them mentally and, and being away from their families for that long and that kind of thing, which, by the way, now that the second round has started, they can have their families uh, a certain, you know, uh, just a few people, but and that was one of the coolest. That was my, one of my favorite things so far about the playoffs is some of the videos of the, the families getting there. Like the, I don't know if you saw the Fred Van Vliet one. His yeah. daughter running up to him and his, and his son was a little younger. And so his son was kind of like not quite as interested, but he was like yeah. trying to figure out what happened. But uh, that was really fun to see the, some of the families get there and those guys get to see their families for the first time in a long time. And, um, so that's a really cool thing there, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so let's go. Let's let's get get into the very last segment here, and that is our comedy segment. And uh, you made the bold choice for the new Rob Schneider uh, called Asian Mama Mexican Kids. 
the new yep. Rob Schneider. I, I don't know. This must be his first stand-up special in 78 years or something like that. Yep. He had a lot of time to work on his material. I just don't <laughs> feel did. like – I'll be honest. I just don't know that he really took that time to actually work on his material. Oh, a little <laughs> foreshadowing. Go with it then. Let's see. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, so I chose Rob Schneider, and as much as every time I choose an old comedian who's been around for a long time, and I've been disappointed almost every single, almost every single time, uh, I chose another one against my better judgment. It was not horrible. It wasn't a guy talking about how much money he's got and how great his life. It wasn't anything like that. Like we've had a few of those. It was, I mean, he, it was funnier than, than, than a lot of those. Uh, it still was just, still was not all that great. I feel like even he knew it while he was up there. I feel like he was telling some jokes and what he thought were jokes and they weren't getting very much, uh, attention or laughter to some. And then there was some where I think they had an applause meter cause I didn't even find it funny at all. And all of a sudden the place is like hooting and hollering. In the beginning, the, the, the audience was all into it. By the end, you could tell they were doing the same thing I was, checking their watch. Is this thing almost over? He's got some little, he's got some little Asian kid playing the piano. What is going on right now? Didn't even start singing. Yeah. Anyway. He did, he did sing at the end with his daughter. Well, he sang at the end with L. King, his daughter, who's a professional singer, who actually was really good. Yeah. Uh, thought um but it, there but, was no joke about it there was no joke with it he tried no, to he sing just, really like he tried to actually sing i feel like uh, i feel like there was like one or two times in there where he was doing something goofy but for the most part yeah he was actually trying to sing I, here's the deal man that's how it ended there was no like finishing there was no no, like, finish. no finishing joke just she came out they sang and then he brought the rest of his family out and the little girl said hello and Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Robbie, I still think you're a really funny actor. Don't hate me, but I'm going with like a 3.1. Okay. Well, what's my middle? Three, three is my middle, right? Or is 2.5 my middle? Three is your middle. Okay, 3.1. Because you go one to five. 3.1, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I – so we talk all the time about – so the, Ideally, we go into these things without expectations. Yep. But it, that's almost impossible. I have expectations about every single one of these. Of course. And, and I, I went into this thinking it wasn't going to be very good, to be honest with you. Um, just because I had seen the preview several times, you know, you watch, you pull up Netflix, and that was that's one of the it's one of the newest releases, and it's one of the more popular things right now. So, uh, you see it. And I was like, okay, it looks okay, but not great. And I'm like, you know, I think you, you think about all the movies he's been in, mostly cameos in, in Adam Sandler movies and stuff like that. He's had a couple couple movies where he was kind of the lead guy, uh, the Deuce Bigelow movies and that kind of thing. Sure. And, and, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, he's funny. He can do funny stuff. He can be funny. But he's not like Will Ferrell level funny or like, you know, some of the big, the best funny people in movies. Um, so – I just wasn't expecting him to be great. I will say it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, he did. I feel, 
I feel like most of the jokes he did were kind of like just the traditional, you know, fam talks about having kids, talks about being married, the difference, the difference that, you know, men think about marriage and women think about marriage. He did a lot of, a lot of like recycled uh, premises, recycled material as far as just the idea behind whatever the joke was. Um, He, but he, he started some of those jokes and I'm like, okay, here we go. Another joke about being married. And then he did a good job a few times of taking it in a different direction. The punchline went in a different direction than I thought it was going to, or maybe he delivered it better than I thought he was going to or something like that. So um, I did think that, and that's I think why I thought it was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. He did stuff that now there's this like borderline thing. Is it racist? Is it not? You know, he did like the, the, he's the big impression, impression guy. He's a big impression guy. The the accents, the the Asian accents, and the and the Mexican accents, um, and the stuff he did on like Asian, you know, with the Asian accent about Asian food, and you know, a lot of stereotype stuff. Sure. Which is like, you know, dangerous now. It didn't used to be, but it's like dangerous now. But it was still funny to me. Like I think I thought it yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah, that was probably the best parts when he was talking like some like a different person. Yeah, and his mom is Asian, and I think that's he gets a little bit of a pass because of that. Um, so anyway, and his wife is I forget what he I forget what he said he. She's Mexican. His wife is Filipina, or his mom is Filipina. His wife is Mexican. Yeah, I thought he said she's not Mexican, but I just like doing that voice or something. Well, that's what he said in the beginning, but she came out at the end. I don't know if you saw her come out at the end. Yeah, but. He's 100% Mexican. Okay. So, um, yeah, and, and she was on – he did uh, the, the his series, Real Rob, a few years ago or whatever, and she was on that too. So, anyway, um, I did think it was pretty good. It wasn't amazing or anything like that. Um, I give that – I give it a 3.5, which oh, is pretty good. Yeah, it's really good for you. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Like I said, I got him right at the middle. Yeah, he's right about average. It was average. It wasn't, wasn't terrible. I have it better than bad. So there you go. Um, all right. So that puts us into next week's comedy special, which is now up to you. I may not pick another comedy special ever again because I'm just not happy with any of my picks here lately. So anyway, it's your turn. Go ahead. What do we got? I was happy you picked Rob Schneider because I was going to watch it at some point, no matter whether what I thought about it. Uh, yeah. ahead of time i was gonna i was gonna watch it so i was glad you did that and i'm glad it was a little bit better than i thought it was gonna be so but for next week um i would like to so I, a couple months ago i started listening to this podcast with a couple comedians that are friends um and one of the guys his name is joe list um he's a guy that i've seen on comedy central for the last couple years um uh, i think he might have even been on one of the roast battles um so we talked yeah. about the roast battle last last week um but either way, he's been on. He's Comedy Central because he does a lot of stuff at the Cellar. Uh, he's a New York comic, so he yep. does a lot of stuff uh, at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, so Comedy Central put has the comedy this week in the Comedy Cellar, or whatever. And they on their social media stuff, they put things all the time up. Uh, so that, that, Joe that, List, the last special you picked was was recorded at. Oh, um, with the bricks in the background, and yeah, that that's the Comedy Cellar, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Morell. Sam Morell, yeah. No, he was at, I think, Gotham, or where was he? 
No, I, I don't think he was at the cellar. He, he is at okay. the cellar a lot. He does a lot okay. of stuff at the cellar. But um, anyway, Joe List, uh, this one, actually, I'm pretty sure this one is at the cellar. Uh, this special that he recorded, it's on YouTube, by the way, another YouTube uh, released uh, special here. It's called I Hate Myself. <laughs> this is recorded at the exact same place. I'm what, I, I just kind of oh, turned. Yeah, it's got the same bricks, the exact same patterns back in the background. It's, it's the exact same okay. place. Maybe, maybe it was the cellar then. Um, or maybe it was whatever that place is. So Joe List called I Hate Myself. This is a guy that has um, a lot of like anxiety. He has his, another podcast that he does on his own. He, he brings other comedians in and he talks to them a lot about like anxiety and depression and that kind of stuff. And they, so he, he dealt with that a lot for a long time. And um, so he talks a lot about that kind of stuff not necessarily in the special, but on his podcast. And I'm sure he talks some about it here. Um, but uh, so that's just kind of, I think that's what's behind the, the title of this. Uh, but I, I think he's pretty funny. And uh, so it's another, another guy that I think is, is he's, he's got some level of success at this point. If you, if you follow comedy pretty closely, you've probably seen him at some point. And um, so, but he's not like, super duper star he's not kevin hart level or anything so he's not if you're not like a a big comedy fan you may not have seen this guy yet and uh it's a guy so if you're listening or watching this it's a guy worth checking out i think uh so I, I you know i hopefully hopefully you like it and um i haven't watched it yet i, I know i like joe list but um i haven't seen this special yet so Sounds good. Well, let's do well, let's do Joe List. Let's make this thing happen. And uh, if you're listening or watching and you want to know what we think about it next week, you watch it. Tell us, uh, tell us what you think down in the comments below. Hit the subscribe button and the like button and all that stuff you hear on all them videos where they tell you to do stuff because, I don't know, apparently it helps somehow. Um, yeah, so. So this is going to be, I'm sorry to interrupt you, this is going to be horrible for the person who is listening to this, but Houston is up 103-102 with two seconds left. All right. So they just, they just sit down the ball and got fouled. So maybe we won't drag this out, but there's 1.4 seconds left. Okay, so 1.4 seconds left. There's going to be one shot or two. Are they in the double bonus, does it say? They're in the, they're in the bonus. Robert Covington's going to the line. Okay, so um, – uh, let's let's you. talk about next week then before we before this is over. Okay. Next week, uh, we come, we record this on Wednesday. The very first NFL football game will be on Thursday. Mm -hmm. No preseason this year, uh, so we're gonna do a little NFL talk. I know we don't do a ton of NFL on this, but we're gonna do a little preseason NFL. We will obviously have more NBA uh, playoff talk because we're gonna have to. We're going to have to pick some more games more than likely with the series already started. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. There could be, you know, maybe a bunch of these games go to seven and different things. And, and somehow the NBA figures out a way to get these, get these series back up to, to the same time frame as each other. I've never, ever seen where we had two games already, two games, two series, two games in. And the other series, neither of the other series have even started yet. Yeah. We're seeing that before. I've seen sometimes one game, but never two. Um, the Eastern so Conference is going to be very well rested. Yes, they will. So the, uh, we've got 
We've got the uh, the NFL start. We've got NBA. We've got Joe List. I hate myself. And what happened on the free throws? He made the first one, and they called a timeout. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out. We're out of there. That's not happening. I ain't staying up any later. I'll go. We'll go. Right. When I get upstairs, I'll figure out how this thing ended, and we'll just we'll find out who the Lakers got next week. And uh, we'll see how we did and see if anybody gets any more minutes uh, added or subtracted from their, from their time. That's it. All right, man. So on that note, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>